Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Three Nerds on a Sunday, it's Sunny here. Um, today is going to be the top 10, uh, so let me preference this, this is my top 10 favorite films of 2022, not necessarily the best by anyone else's standard, these are just the ones that I enjoyed the most out of everything that I saw in 2022. Um... Originally, uh, we, we wanted to do what we have been doing for a while, have the whole crew on uh, to, to discuss our top tens, and we try to get Gil on and everything, but unfortunately, just, you know, life and everything else is getting in the way. It just wasn't possible, and we've been trying to get this going for, for like a month or two now. So um, I think what we're going to try to do just moving forward is break these up into separate episodes. So today will just be my episode. I'll go after, I'm going to do me, um, <laughs> I'm going to do my top 10 favorite, my what top uh, one, two, three, four, five worst films of the year, and then my top four shows of the year. And I don't really keep track of like most anticipated for next year besides stuff that there's like there's concrete coming out. So I'll probably have like three uh, I'll throw out there at the end. And then um, I'll try to get Frank, just me and Frank, we'll go over his top 10. Uh, Manny and myself will do his top 10 and I'll try to get Gil on to do his Top 10 with uh, him and myself as well. Just kind of break it up in four, four different episodes. And we, we can do that. Because, um, you know, like, like I said, life and everything else gets in the way. It gets harder and harder. Uh, we have family and kids and all that kind of stuff. Uh, to kind of do what we used to do, you know, week to week. So uh, that's what we're going to try to do moving forward. Hopefully I can get everyone, even if it's for an hour or even half an hour, get them get through the list. I would definitely want their list out there as well for you guys. So... We'll go ahead and start. My uh, So overall, you know, I'm going to say I think 2022 was actually a pretty good year for movies. A really great year for horror. Uh, not not too bad for action. Pretty pretty good for action as well. Uh, the indies still suffered a little bit. Um, unfortunately, I, I do wish that um, there was a little bit more. Or I guess more movies had got more love. But... I want to just kind of throw out a couple. I I, didn't, I I should have wrote down my um, honorable mentions here, but I'll just kind of uh, read off a list that I found here. So, uh, just throw out a couple of um, honorable mentions, stuff that was kind of teetering on being on the list, or stuff that I really enjoyed and wanted to kind of bring out here. Anyways, uh, Barbarian. It's on HBO right now. Barbarian was a good little, good little uh, twist of a film. Uh, people are like this is the craziest best movie of the year. This year, it's up there. I feel like it could have done more. Could have gone all the way with it, but I really did enjoy it. Uh, I think Justin Long's character is such a d bag, but also really interesting. Um, pretty pretty good movie. Pretty good horror movie. Check it out. Um, I should probably check my list, double check <laughs> before I say this one. Uh, yeah, the the black phone, uh, the black phone with uh, Ethan Hawke. It was teetering right there in that uh, nine or ten spot, but it got beat up by something else by just by a little bit. Uh, black phone is a really really good film. Uh, it is nice to have a horror film that isn't set in the eighties. This takes place in the seventies, and there's just something about that like gritty, like gritty realness to it that the movie carries that the the 70s and even actual movies made in the 70s carried yeah it has that aesthetic and feel to it and it's just a really damn good movie great performance by Ethan Hawke 
Um, the outfit. The outfit. Uh, it, it, it was one of those movies that came out like January, early January 2022. Um, the, the studio just kind of threw it out there. And was like, eh, if, if, if it makes some money, great. If not, you know, we already know we kind of lost money on it. It's a it's a bottleneck film. It takes place all in one shop. Uh, this tailor is kind of this drop point for the for like a mafia outfit, and the mystery that unfolds is not it's 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 not a who done it, but how are you gonna get out type of situation. It, it's a, it's a really good movie with really solid dialogue. The characters are interesting. Uh, check that out. Uh, for nostalgic purposes, I'm gonna say Jackass Forever. Um, a lot more um, penis gags and stuff like that. A lot more gross out stuff because you know they're 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 not old old, but they're old <laughs> from doing these stunts. So, but even with that being said, it was fun to kind of see them bring in some new blood and see a lot of the old faces come back and just kind of have fun and be stupid again. That that's always that was always fun. Um, sticking with horror. Uh, which is again a really big year. I'm gonna throw out X. X is a like sex horror exploitation film. Check it out. It's by Ty West, one of my favorite directors. I've always championed him to have his series, and it looks like he has it with the X series. Um, Emily the Criminal, starring uh, Audrey Plaza. She's fantastic in it. Uh, I really liked the movie. It was solid. It was enough to make the, the, the list for me, but I thought it was pretty fun. Uh, well, not fun in that way, but I thought it was a really damn well good movie. Um, VHS 99, it's on Shudder, uh, just a fun, um, if you love VHS, you love anthology films, you gotta watch it, it it's fun, it, it's really cool, I like it, uh, two more movies I wanted to bring up real quick, oh, actually, I guess technically three real quick, uh, Prey, the new Predator film, is on Hulu, it was a Hulu exclusive, check it out, it, it really, it, it, it makes Predator, I believe Predator fans proud again. It's really good. It's outstanding. The main character is fantastic. Um, the, the the Predator himself is really cool looking, and the way that they make him fit in this time period is really awesome as well. Uh, last two films I want to bring up is Deadstream. A Deadstream is a Shutter exclusive. It's like a POV live uh, YouTube live streamer, you know, kind of coming back after a scandal and doing this live live stream out of this haunted house. It's, <clears throat> it's very low budget, you can tell, but it's so good. It's really it's really funny at times as well. The, the, the practical effects are pretty good for what they are. It's like I said, it's very low budget, but it's very has a very Evil Dead feel to it. And I know I'm not the first one to say that. It is very fantastic. I love that movie. It was really fun. It wasn't good enough to make the list, but if this was like a top 20, it would be like number 12 or 13. It, it, it's, it is, like I said, it was a great year for horror, and uh, Deadstream, I think, is being missed as well by a lot of horror fans. So check it out on Shudder. Last film I want to talk about, because again, it missed the top 10 just by a hair, uh, Clerks 3. I've been... Watching some videos and listening to, to the fans, the people who are big fans of the Clerk Clerk franchise, and, and Kevin Smith says that they don't like this film. I really, really like this film. I was expecting to hate it the whole time. It's it was it was so so uh, again. I'm gonna spend a little more time on this since this is like the lead into the top ten. Um, 
Kevin Smith had a heart attack and I believe almost died. It was like on a verge of it, but he, he came out of it on, on the other side, you know, thankfully. Um, so he, he had original script. He had a heart attack. He rewrote the whole thing to be a little more uh, nuanced to what was going on in his life. And it, it, it kind of hit, uh, it kind of hit close to home. I, 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 again, I'm not as attached to the characters than, than I think a lot of the fans are, which is, again, fair. That's, you know, I, I, I know 100% that, you know, um, I was, I was too young when, when I saw the first Clerks film to really appreciate it. The second one I liked because it was like this gross out humor movie you weren't supposed to watch, you know, it's, it was kind of like that, like, oh, I should be watching this. Um, but this one, it just, it feels very real. It feels like you're looking to the man's soul. Um, I do like that, again, the character, one of the characters of Heart Attack kind of has like an existential crisis in his life and goes like, well, I always said I was going to make a movie, but I've been working at the, at this, you know, quick shop for so long and I just never did it because, you know, ah, I can put it off till tomorrow and everything else that follows. It's, it, it, it is heartbreaking at times. It is, I think it is a really good movie. I'm getting out surprised. I'm I, I am not a huge Kevin Smith fan. Um I, I I appreciate that he loves filmmaking. I do I do understand the importance of clerks. I know like a lot of film a lot of filmmakers or a lot of indie guys that was their film that got them in the movies. Again, I was too young. I was more into Sam Raimi and Evil Dead is what got me into filmmaking who wanted to like study it and understand it. And still to this day trying to make something, but you know, it's it's hard when it's just by yourself. It's not impossible at all. It just had to come from a different angle. But this one, Clerks Three, I, I think, um, really kind of surprised me because I I watched I, I don't know if this I don't know if it's twenty twenty two or twenty twenty one. I watched uh, Jane Silent Bob the the Strike Back or like the the most recent version of it. And I kind of like that as well. I, I kind of saw like a different, like I feel like he's in a different stage of his life after the heart attack and is reflecting in his films. And I really like the last two things he's made, so that that's been pretty good for me. So I kind of interested to see what he does next uh, or with the rest of his career. So those are some honorable mentions. Um, that I, I could list off maybe four or five more stuff, but those were stuff that I was kind of contemplating on if they would make the list or not. So. Uh, ultimately, they didn't, but they are still well worth watching and tracking down uh, everything that, that I just listed off. Some are on streaming, some are a little harder to find, some you might have to rent, but I would suggest hunting them down. Uh, like I said, it was a solid year for films, I believe, overall. Uh, maybe not reflected on the on the box office numbers, uh, since a lot of theaters are still in trouble. You guys got to go support the theaters, support these small movies, support stuff that you normally wouldn't support. You know, again, Marvel will get its money. They get a lot of overseas money. Maybe not go see the newest Marvel movie in the first week or two. Go see a, an independent film. Go see a indie horror film. Go see, like, so again, like the, the movie The Whale or Emily the, the Criminal, something you normally wouldn't watch if you have access to it. You know, um, it's been a great year. But we have to start focusing on not just big blockbuster movies. We have to start focusing on everything in general. That's my little soapbox there. So let's go ahead. Uh, we are here. Finally time. About 11, 12 minutes into the podcast. So let's go ahead and get into the top 10 of 2022. My favorite movies of last year.
Number 10, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. I will say the reason why it did make the, the, the thing, the, the it factor for me that made it into the top 10 was purely for Sam Raimi. I am a huge Sam Raimi fan. I will always, always love Sam Raimi no matter what he does. And that it's just, you know, like I said a little earlier, he is someone that, like, after watching Evil Dead and Evil Dead 2, it made me go, like, wow, I want to learn and learn about movie making. I love movies already, but I want to learn about the process of making them. I want to learn all, all the little secrets and how you make something happen. So, uh, with that being said as well, Doctor Strange, I think, is just a really fun, cool um, Marvel movie in, in what... I forgot what it is, like phase five or phase twelve, but whatever it is, I forget what it is. I think it's, I think it's uh, sorry, first phase. I think it's phase four, maybe five. Uh, this one and Chang Chi were the ones that really stood out to me as my favorites of this uh, of, of this phase. This one definitely has that horror element to it, obviously within Disney standards. But I think Wanda really showed what kind of villain she could be, what kind of a character. Um, Aside of you know things not quite connecting that well with 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 the show and everything else, um, I, I really liked the practical effects. I liked the, I really did love the dynamic between Strange and um, America. Um, let's see here, Doctor Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness. I want to get their names here. Yeah, so uh, like I said, it, I thought the action was great. The 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 visuals, the uh, I I'll try to avoid spoilers for all these films, even though this came out pretty in the middle of the year last year. I think it's still if you haven't seen it, go watch it. Uh, it, it was just fun for me. It's exactly what I was looking for. It's exactly what I was hoping someone like Sam Raimi would do with a Marvel budget, and I thought he did fantastic. Again, slight bias bias on there for me with this one. Um, I think if it wasn't Sam Raimi on the helm, I think the film c- could have been a lot a lot more average kind of Marvel movie. But Sam Raimi really was able to leave his stamp and his mark on there, uh, regardless of you know Disney uh, Disney's hand in there. So number ten again is Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. My number. Nine spot is gonna go to Bullet Train. Uh, Bullet Train is one that I I really kind of went back and forth on, on if it was gonna make the list because I I it was originally between this and Strange for top ten, but I think what ended up happening was I Bullet Train kind of stuck in my head and just how fun. And how good the cast really is. Uh, I mean, you know, Brad Pitt, um, Aaron Taylor Johnson, uh, uh, Brian, Brian Trees Henry. Oh boy, uh, uh, you know, I, I'm I'm not good at namiology, uh, but I'm gonna say uh, M- Mr. Sada. Uh, he was in the Last Samurai. The um, the Good potential, but ended up bad. Wolverine film. He, you know, he he he's a great uh, Japanese actor and, and an American actor as well. Uh, he, I'm a huge fan of him. 
I just never quite learned how to pronounce his name correctly. Has Michael Shannon, has Bad Bunny for a little bit, uh, Logan Lor Logan Lerman. He's in it for a little bit. I I will say I I did find him kind of unrecognizable for a little bit. Yeah, I mean the the cast is stacked. Even people who may be making a slight cameo or in there just for a little bit of time. This movie was great action. Great, uh, the pace pacing was great. The action was fantastic. It was fun. It was witty. Uh, the comedy on point for for the most part. A couple of maybe dull. Or maybe jokes that didn't quite land the way they probably should have. But overall, uh, it, it did not waste time. And everything it did was had a purpose. And it was really, really good. So, this was probably my favorite action movie of the year. With a couple of decent other stuff that came out. This one was by far one of my favorites. Um, I was excited when I saw the trailer. Uh, I know a lot of people maybe had some reservations on it, which is fair, but it is it is worth it, and it is I believe still on Netflix. So if you can if you can get that, uh, watch it. At the Bullet Train is one of, like I said is the best, and it it shows that um, while I'm not I'm not a fan of Sony and what they've been doing with you know the Marvel uh, the Spider Man universe in their villain universe, but him as uh, Craven the Hunter was one of my favorite characters. I, he's a great pick. I just hope that they can put him, you know, give him the the right, uh, the right script and the right story to really make it pop. Because I am a fan of this guy. I think he is a really good actor, and he's really good. And, and I think he, I think if he really wanted to, he can be like a a action hero, um, something like uh, Stallone or uh, Bruce Willis. I want to say Arnold Schwarzenegger level because that's a whole different level. Like him and Jackie Chan are on like their own level of. Of amazingness, but um, this was great. Like I said, I love Bullet Train. It was it's so good. <laughs> I just it's so fun. It, this is this is one of those movies I can watch probably a couple times a year and still have fun with it every time, or watch it once a year because you know you're just looking for something good on TV. You know what, Bullet Train? That's always a good option type of deal. So let's go ahead with my number eight spot. This spot is going to go to The Menu, starring Anya Taylor-Joy, uh, uh, Ralph, uh, Ralph Fiennes, uh, Nicholas Holt. This, this movie is it great. Uh, the dialogue was utterly fantastic. It's that type of dialogue where it's on the nose, but it's on the nose for a reason. It, it's poking fun at the characters and really kind of making a point it is something that um again I, I i didn't go to film school or anything i i believe that this is and other people use this word that it's satire uh satire and uh, the effects on on the art world not only the food industry which the menu does criticize here um you know criticize the the high-end um the high-end eateries of you know the, the the rich and the famous that they have kind of think of like Gordon Ramsay kicked up to about fifteen, uh, you know it, the you know the the commentary on on classism and how food and all that kind of stuff. But it, but it's also a really interesting look on art as itself and how we consume it, how it's meant to be consumed, how we've bastardized and how we've camelized it, and we've kind of become desensitized and also kind of devalue the art itself and all of that is played out very well in, in 
in the menu. Um, I I I saw the trailer. I originally I was like, well, it's Anya Taylor Joy. It it it's it, it's it's uh, Ralph Fiennes. It's it's automatic yes for me. Um, I, I I watched it. I saw it in theaters. I'm glad I did. It was great. It, uh, it it's a dark humor. It, I I it won't be like laugh out loud like you know fall on the floor hold your gut type of story. But it's a lot of little smirks and jokes that are that work so well with it. Um, the the menu is really really good overall. The ending I. Th- feel just kind of I don't want to say happens out of nowhere but it does happen a little bit fast but it was a great ending as well um it was a great ending it's one of those things of the show don't tell type of thing if you know you just pay attention okay it makes total sense it's really good um everything about this movie is great like I said you you can make this about the film industry about the music industry about any type of art um yeah, any any anything to do with art, and you can. I think the movie would hold up either way. Just take out food for music, music for films, um, take out films for uh, digital art. You know, with the whole um, situation going on with AI art becoming more prevalent and more in, uh, more um, accessible to a lot of these influencers and stuff like that. You know, and there's an actual lawsuit against like actual artists uh, having a lawsuit against uh, AI art. It it's 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 kind of like a timeless kind of story that can be redone. I think to touch on a number of different things. Why is it higher on my list? Um, well, well, I'll, I'll try to try to discuss that as I go along. But I really did enjoy it. Uh, it, it was kind of contemplating kind of anywhere between the middle to where I originally put it, but I think eight is pretty good spot for it it is fun it is something that i probably won't watch as often as some of the other stuff on this list but it is something that i will i will revisit at least a couple times to really uh, enjoy the the um uh the performances and i think you guys should too is it streaming anywhere see here to the googs uh Oh, I believe it's on HBO. I believe it's on HBO. Um, if not, just rent it. This is worth giving your money to. It is a solid film. Uh, so please, if you can, go watch the menu at uh, at your own pace here. So, moving on from that, we're going to my number seven spot. And that one was saved for The Batman. Batman starring, uh, oh boy, how do I forget his name so much? Twilight Man. I know it's not his name. Jesus. Oh, Robert, Patton, uh, Robert Pattinson, Zoe Kravitz, Jeffrey Wright, Colin Farrell, Paul Dano, uh, John Turturro, uh, Andy Serkis, uh, just a, 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 another star, Peter Skarsgård, just a fantastic cast as well of everything that was in here. Um, I think all I, I think I think I should have switched this with the menu. I should have put uh, the menu at seven. But uh, the Batman, this is one of the better, if not, could be argue could arguably be put as the best live action Batman movie that has been done to uh, to this point. Uh, I do find that the 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 length of the film was a little bit too long. There's a whole section they could have cut out, maybe say 15, 15, even twenty minutes out of it, but I and I still have problems with the way people portray 
Bruce Wayne and they can't find that balance or they just kind of just choose one persona over the other instead of having that duality and that 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 inner fight uh between uh between Bruce Wayne and Batman and see who comes out on top. But this is fantastic. It is shot beautifully. It is gorgeous movie. Um ho- um hopefully now that now that's on, on, on TV or on streaming services you can actually go watch it on nice bright clean uh screen uh TV because when when I watched it in theaters the the theater was a little bit dark. The, they didn't change the light bulb out recently. It was bad. But it was a great experience. Paul Dano, fantastic as the Riddler. Um, just so good, creepy. Uh, the yeah, it's it, and it feels like it's something that could happen today with his type of character. Maybe again, hopped up on cocaine and all that kind of stuff. But you know, really crazy performance. But it's fantastic. Uh, Colin Farrell as the Penguin. Come on. I I just I can't wait for his show to come out because I I just he was so good and in, in, in the little bit uh, of of stuff that he was given was fantastic. He's unrecognizable unless you really look at his eyes. Uh, Robert Pattinson, I will I, I will give him credit. I think he did a really really good job. I, I I'm I still won't say he's my favorite. Um, my favorite Batman. Uh, I again I I'm not I'm not the I'm not that crazy about his performance, but uh, he he did a hell of a job. Uh, the suit looks fantastic. I I, I will say that uh, it looks it looks great. Um, it, it it is well done. The action is done great, and, and this is definitely a younger Batman, and we do see him change and kind of learn as he's going on the fly. This is I think this is year year two um, Batman. If I remember correctly, if if we if if we establish this another podcast, uh, let me know on Instagram. But I'm pretty sure there's like year two Batman, uh, which is always good because we either end up with year one Batman or we end up with like you know old established Batman. So it's kind of cool to see him still in his growing pain phase and trying to learn. So it's pretty fun. Um, overall, and I, I will agree. Um, while I love Christopher Nolan's movies, uh, the you know the. Um, Batman Begins, Dark Knight, Dark Knight Rises. They don't age the best. A lot of his films don't age well, with the exception of, um, in, in my opinion, Interstellar, and I, I'll get a flag for it, but uh, Tenet. But uh, this one, I think, is on par with The Dark Knight. Um, like I said, if they would have fixed the little issues that I had with it, I think it would it would have surpassed it. But I, I still prefer Dark Knight over over this. But this is a hell of a a hell of a start to a new Batman franchise. And if we're gonna stay in this world, I want more more Colin Farrell. I want I want to learn about the PD. I want to learn about the world. I want to learn about everything. The in, the world was so interesting that I want more of that as well. Not only Batman. I want more everything surrounding Batman. I would love like a a three part episode special on HBO with Andy Serkis's uh, Alfred. You know, uh, like I said earlier, Penguin's getting his own show. I'm very thrilled for that. That's going to be fantastic. Um, I, I know they canceled the show that I was excited for, um, Gotham PD. I'm still pissed about that. But maybe they'll come to their senses and make one later on. But the, the Batman is definitely worth a watch. I do believe it's on HBO Max currently still. Uh, don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure it's still there and, and available. 
So we make it to num to the to the second half of, of this list or the, the, the back five of this list here. And that and I I'm not to be honest with you, I'm not even sure if you guys might even know this is a thing. Uh, my number six film is Resurrection, starring Rebecca Hall, Tim Roth, uh, Grace Kaufman, Michael Epster. Angela Wong Carbon, Carbine, Carbon. I'm gonna say Carbon, Carbon. Um, it is a psychological thriller, and if you guys know me or even listen to podcasts, I'm not a huge fan of psychological thrillers. Uh, I think a lot of them are kind of repetitive, or they focus on this narrative. I, uh, I know the whole point of it is to make you feel crazy, but I feel like they kind of talk to you like you're dumb like oh no like we clearly know this is real or it's not real like you know we can see it in front of our faces but i thought this was done really well because it is it is a movie you have to stop and think about and kind of delve delve deep a little bit further into it and i and i know that's not exactly the best way to make a film but i there's enough there there's the, everything is laid out perfect in this film in my opinion that it makes sense that once you again once you discuss it it's all in the film it's just how you interpret it um it's oh man um it, it was good it was i was so surprised um before i talk about the film more i want to bring up rebecca hall because i feel like she's not getting enough love uh you know um, um matthew mcconaughey uh, Jake Jake Hall Hall, however he pronounces his name properly, I I forgot how he pronounces it in the YouTube video. Um. Uh, uh, you know, um, uh, Mia Goth, who rightfully deserved, you know, uh, all these other names that people bring up about, you know, like top top star act actors. Rebecca Hall is fucking top tier, a a great shit. She is fantastic from. Uh, so I'm gonna see if I can pull up her 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 uh, filmography real quick. See if uh, it works with me here. But I know she was in uh, the 2020 film. Uh, I think it was 2021. Uh, the The Night House. She was in the town. Uh, now, granted, it wasn't it wasn't given too much work with uh, Godzilla versus Kong. She was in Vicky Cristina Barcelona. She was in the movie uh, Christine, uh, based on real life events. Uh, she was in Transcendence. She was in The Gift, The Awakening, The Town. She is prime. She's such a great actor. Uh, she really sells the the pain in her eyes with these characters that are dealing with trauma, that are trying to live in a world where you know basically the life is shit. It it is great. She no exception in here either. There there are moments where she's beaten and battered. And you can see it in her face, the lack of sleep. The uh, uh, she is she she makes this movie perfect in my uh, damn near perfect in my opinion. Again, it's one of those weird movies with the ending that it seemed very like overt, like okay, this you know so on and so forth. Again, trying to avoid spoilers, but um, her chemistry with Tim Roth is great. But yeah, Rebecca Hall I think really needs to be put on that uh, on that tier list of. Um, great actors uh in modern times she is great i think and and this is why i got my soapbox earlier the night house should have should have been a, a like a, a like a minor hit this movie should have been a minor hit the awakening should have been a minor hit a lot of her stuff 
uh, while again is a little more nichey, I think. Uh, is is a lot more uh, character driven based. It's not you know big high octane action stuff. It's something you have to think about and really analyze everything that you're looking at. But it is so wonderful to see someone who's so good at her craft. You know, and and, they, I, and, and, and I am part of that as well because when I bring up actors I really like, I never bring up her name, but she is. One, she's by far one of my favorite actors working today. Uh, I I love Clancy Brown, and and you, I joke about that. You know, Clancy motherfucking Brown and uh, Matt, uh, Matthew Goggins and uh, Frank Grillo, and you know a couple other names here and there. But I mean, she blows them all away, hundred percent. She's fucking amazing, and she is for her for Rebecca Hall alone. I think watching Resurrection is well worth it. Again, I know that this type of movie isn't for everyone. Psychological thrillers aren't for everyone it does take a certain headspace and you have to really pay attention you can't be on your phone you can't be all that kind of stuff you really have to sit down and pay attention but i think it is well worth watching it is on shutter and i believe it's on amc plus amazon channel that's what it says here uh if not looks like you could rent it on amazon for like four bucks uh apple itunes for like five bucks uh microsoft store for about four bucks uh voodoo four bucks so it's not much uh, if you want to rent it, if you don't want to get a, a whole nother subscription, just rent it for four bucks. It's well worth, uh, well worth it. Give it your money. It definitely deserves to be a lot more. Um, this is a fantastic film. Um, with that being said, with us reaching the halfway point, I, I was a couple of films. There was two films that I forgot to bring up on the honorable mention, honorable mention list. So I wanted to take a second to talk about them as well. Uh, one is Vengeance. It was I, oh, I, I want to say Amazon exclusive. I'm not sure about that. Uh, but it stars B.J. Novak, uh, Boyd Holbrook, uh, Leo Tibbet, Ashton Kutcher, uh, Isabella Amara, and uh, Dove Carmine. It's it's a really good film. It's 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 it's, it's like a black comedy. It's uh, essentially. It's uh, this New York kind of preppy, super. Um, I don't want to use like, you know, these these um, these big words that people like to use, like woke or conservative or crazy or you know, like um, you know, um, I know conservative. Oh, conservative is not considered like a dirty word, but he's like this very, like oh, you know, like having twenty partners is cool and just living a moment, man, and always talking about like being disconnected but his whole life is making a podcast and being on the phone and being intertwined with social media and he's you know a hypocrite and he has to go to texas because um this girl that he was hooking up with when she was in new york kind of told her, her told a lie to her family like oh this guy's my boyfriend and he's so great and wonderful so he goes down there to do a podcast and we kind of unfold the mystery of what's going on and he kind of learns more about himself and learns about everything and it's one of those films that lays out everything that it's doing in your face it you know it's not uh you know it's nothing you know special um anything like that but i thought it was done very well um it is uh, uncomfortable to watch it sometimes um you know it's very fish out of water because he's in uh i want to say uh was it uh the west texas which is known to definitely the further you go west texas the the more it's kind of very poor, more rural, and like 
what people assume Texas is kind of deal. But, oh, here we go. Oh, you know, I'm sorry. I just want to pull up on a map. I want to see if I can see where it's at. So it's like middle heart of Texas. Um, it's, uh, it, yeah, it, 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 like I said, there's some uncomfortable scenes in there, but rightfully so is the way it's supposed to be. Um, it's a movie that is pretty smart for what it's trying to say. Even if it is on the nose, and you really have to just like again sit through this and kind of accept what you see in these characters and know that okay, there's, there's real people like this. This isn't a uh, I I don't I don't believe it's like a higher um, a super hyper stylized character characterization of anything. Like this feels like genuine people just finding a connection, and then the, the twist at the end, which was pretty good. It kind of happened real fast, but it, it was actually really good. Um, yeah, so I, I really enjoyed it. It's that you know, uh, again without spoilers, it's definitely like watching a, a city boy go into like you know the heart of Texas, a, a poor part of Texas where like the lawmen are just two two idiots that you you damn well know that justice will never be seen unless you take it to your own hands type of type of town. Um, and, and how the, the family interacts in the way that they kind of, uh, you know, they might not be on paper scholars, but they're smarter than people give them credit for type of deal. It, it's again, it's nothing we haven't seen. It's not groundbreaking, but for, for the genre, what it is, I think it does it very well. Um, the reason why I didn't make my list is because I did watch it really, really recently. And I just feel like it wasn't good enough to kick off all this other stuff that's been around for at least, if anything, a couple months before I made this list. Um, this, this, I watched like a week or two before I actually kind of finalized my list. So, but it is w worth watching hundred percent. Uh, last thing I want to bring up for the honorable mentions and I'll spend a little more time on stuff more than I probably should, but, uh, the watcher, uh, with, uh, Mika Monroe, uh, Carl Glassman, uh, Bern Gorman. Uh, and he is just taxi driver. So, um, yeah, this movie is a, uh, it's another psychological thriller. Uh, again, I'm, th this one, uh, does it better than a lot of other ones. Um, you know that it's real. It's just watching everyone else kind of guess like this main character. Uh, the main character follows, uh, da -da -da, Mika Monroe as, uh, Julia, she kind of marries this, uh, she gets engaged or married to this man. They move to France because that's where he's from for, for his job. And she's kind of a fish out of water, uh, kind of learning the the culture and, and how to navigate through it. And one day, this man is just staring her at a window. And that's kind of the basis of the film. No one takes her serious. You know, she she knows something's happening, but it's it's that dread and that's what this movie does really good it's just building up the dread i really like this film again it, it didn't quite make the list but it is something that be and i i again my my um qualifications for what makes it on the list i haven't really gone into deep detail maybe i'll do that one day but i i, I don't i can't see myself watching this maybe more than once or maybe two more times in in my life uh, unless I really need something, you know, like like that, but uh, it is really good. And again, it it builds that dread so well. The the acting is done very well, and the ending is very quiet. The movie is very quiet. It, it's it's not a bombastic, over the top thing. It's not a in your face kind of like uh, Disturbia 
or even um, even the, the original uh, Rear Window film by Albert Hitchcock. It, it's so subtle in its movement. It's very methodical. It's very it's, it 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 was very nice to see a different pace film. Very slow. Very quiet. It, it's it's done it's done very well. The camera work in here is fantastic. If you really want to learn how to like make a good horror psychological thriller movie with, with with just camera movement, this is something you should watch. It is on Shutter, I believe. So if you have that, go get it. If not, you can rent it. Apple, uh, anywhere, uh, DirecTV, Apple iTunes, Microsoft, Microsoft Play, Amazon. It, it is really good. And um, Mika, I, again, I hope I'm pronouncing her name wrong, uh, right. Mika Monroe is fantastic as well. She's she's had a really good uh, 2022. She was in Significant Other. She's uh, She's been in It Follows, uh, Villains, which was the 2019 film, which you should watch as well. Um, she's, she's had a pretty good career so far. Uh, definitely very, very excited to see what else she does. She was in the guest, which is one of my favorite films. Check that movie out as well. So those were two, um, kind of ones I want to kind of throw in there as honorable mentions. Cause I knew I was forgetting something. I, I knew it and I, I tried not to, I, I definitely want to bring up those two films. So, um, so now we're done with the, with the, with the back five, now we're in the top five films of tw- my favorite films of 2022. And I, 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 and I would definitely love to hear you guys um, kind of give me, give you your opinion on my list and maybe if you agree with it or not, because I feel like it is pretty, pretty different than what other people are going to have on their top 10 list. Not on purpose. It's just these films, I think legitimately deserve the, uh, the love that I'm, I'm going to give them. So number five, to my surprise, hugely, is Terrifier 2. Yeah, Terrifier 2. I freaking adore this movie so much. It is, without going to the very long, complicated uh, story, history of Terrifier and Art the Clown's history and all that kind of stuff and how the films got made, uh, I've always enjoyed the art character. He's very good. The actor who plays him is fantastic. Like I've said earlier, he belongs on on, on Lex. Uh, one more one more movie with art, and he has to be within the. He has to name him with the lexicon of all the greatest uh, serial killers, slashers, and horror monsters of all time. He has to be on that list. Art is fantastic. Um, this is a sequel to a movie that was a short film. A collection of short films that came from a short film of Art the Clown, and uh, the the final girl in here um, is a new icon in horror. the The killer is an icon in horror. Uh, he's just really he's uh, the director is let me find the director. Uh, Damien Leon, fantastic work, man. Um, I, I, I did do a review on this on one of the episodes, so I'm not going to go too much in depth, but uh, what I really love, the fact that it that this movie feels so much different than it, all the other works that have been put out uh, in the Terrifier franchise. Everything about this movie works. Even even the over-the-top uh, bedroom scene, if you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. If you don't, uh, you know, just kind of cover your ears I guess when you when you when you get to that scene um, the, the the practical effects are great the kills are very memorable 
uh, Art, man, I, I can't say enough about Art the Clown. He is fantastic. Um, he He's funny. He's creepy. He's menacing. He's everything that you want in a serial, uh, in a new serial killer or slasher monster or, you know, villain, however you want to phrase that. I mean, they're, they're, they're monsters, let's just be honest with you. But it is, it is so good. It, it actually gives a better story than the other ones. Uh, I mean, it, it would help to know what happened in the first film, but it, 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 it pulled out some mythology in here. It, it just kind of, shit just kind of happens, but the fact that it goes for it and it doesn't seem to care, it's like, well, if you don't pay attention, that's fine. Uh, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on, some some character stuff that, again, um, uh, I'm trying to avoid spoilers because it is pretty fun. But everything everything about this movie just hit, hit I think, hit, at a level that the other ones just haven't, and the budget wasn't even that big. I can't remember what it was. Um, it was not. It was not massive at all. But I know it was the hit, and I think it was good enough to get a third film. So, um, and he wants to kind of go back to like the original roots of art, like in the very first original short, which would be interesting. Um, but no, this was uh, this was great. Um, if if you if if you're if you're a horror hound. Or, or, or a gore hound, uh, which I which I can be sometimes. This is a much uh, a must watch. It is definitely more like B movie territory. So if you're looking, so I, I I would say if you watched Hobo with a Shotgun, kind of expect that kind of feel with a little bit more budget and and a better camera. Um, it, it is I I can't praise this movie enough for 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 doing a. A horror movie that is fun that isn't afraid to hold its punches and goes we're just gonna make something that's freaking crazy and it it's crazy in the best possible way um i cannot uh, i can't i can't uh <laughs> just just watch it. it it's great it's it is well worth it uh if you can find the the um the steelbook cover of it, buy it if you can get buy it. Just regular, buy it. Just do what you got to do. Um, it is well worth the movie. It is well worth the price of the film. You know, I gotta learn English one day. I'm tell you, I think I'm getting a little bit better doing this podcast on my own, but <laughs> I got a long way to go. Um, but uh, the 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 main final girl was uh, played by Lauren uh, Lauren. Lavera, like I said, she is like a new icon of of uh, of Final Girls. Um, it takes place on Halloween Halloween night, and the and the costume that she wears again. I, I expect a lot of cosplays of that next next year for Halloween. Uh, it's a great film. Uh, again, if if horror is not your thing, uh, and especially like Hobo with Shotgun or Sadness, this movie is probably not for you. But this is definitely not a movie for any and just anybody. This is for real horror fans, and I, I think if you horror, you gotta watch it. If you love horror, yeah, this is a must. It's great. Um, I I said a lot without saying a lot, but I I, I think that's for a reason. Like I said, it just works. It's good just to experience it with, with not much knowledge, in it. Uh, so, going into it. Uh, sorry, I just want to set up for the next films. So that is number five. Number four, again, surprised me personally because I'm not a fan of the first one and I was not excited for this film. 
Top Gun, uh, Top Gun Maverick. When you're talking about making a blockbuster movie, this is what this is. This is the new blueprint. Tom Cruise's uh, latter half of his career is, is a blueprint on how to make a good blockbuster movie. I mean, just look at all the Mission Impossible films, and now he has Top Gun Maverick. Um, the 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 story is very simple. It's very straightforward. It's about a man who who's coming to terms with the fact that he's becoming very obsolete. That the that the new class of people or the the next generation is coming in, and they don't you know you know everything is leaving him behind. But he's still the man for the job. Uh, it might be his last job, but he's going to he's but he only knows one thing, and he's good at it. He is damn good at it. He is. I think chronologically in the movies like 50 60 years old maybe and like oh you're just a captain ha 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 you should be uh you should be admiral by now but he's like i'm a fly uh you know i'm a fly boy i fly that's what i do that's what i am i i cannot be anything else it's it's a great story and and again i'm not a fan of the first one that much but to see the character grow from the first one to the second one, the way that he uh, treats certain people, the way that he approaches situations, the way that he talks now, everything is different. He was very cocky uh, in the first film, very young, you know, a hot shot. Uh, in this one, you can definitely see he's a man who's been humbled by life, who's very good at his job, he knows it, and he's not afraid to express that. But he also knows that when he's kind of at his wit's end, and he knows that man... Uh, I think this is it. <laughs> you know, I can only go full throttle for so long, and it catches up to everybody. The um, and I also really love the the parallel of the new cast uh, of of all the young kids that come in. They're basically uh, just younger versions uh, of the original characters, but that's what makes it work. As you know, as I am, I am I'm thirty one, and I'm I'm no longer, you know, the the young. 20 and 20 year old where you know life is perfect and everything is possible and you know oh man i'll live forever you really start to like again i'm not old by any fucking means trust me i'll you know i'll you know i I can keep up with anybody no problem but it is crazy to see that that disconnect between someone who's 23 and who's 30 you know six years apart uh it makes a big difference in in life experience and to kind of see the way that this young crew kind of react to, to Maverick and the first 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 time they meet him and their cockiness when they kind of get humbled, it's like okay, they you know they started respecting him a little bit more and understanding him, but they they'll never fully kind of comprehend everything. And it's and, and again, I, and, I, and as you get older, you learn these things. That's why the, you know the old saying of you know the the youth is wasted. Uh, uh, you know, the youth is wasted on, on what's the, oh man, I just had it. The the youth is wasted on the young, and there's a reason for it. Because when you're young, if you, if you were young and wise, oh boy, you can take over the world. And there's plenty of people like that, but majority of it is not. We don't learn, you know, we learn from experiences, we learn from stuff as we grow older, and that only again, that only comes with age. So, it's really cool to see all that, and I might be giving a little more meaning, a little more credit, maybe to the story than what it is, because the 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 creme de la creme, the piece of resistance for this film is all the shots uh, in the film of them in the actual airplanes and in, in the F-16s. Um, it's great. 
you know, uh, Tom Cruise fought for a long time. Says, listen, this movie cannot go on streaming. It's not going to go to Paramount Plus. I will wait however long I have to wait to put this out. Because this was made before the pandemic. And then when it happened, obviously theaters and everything was shut down. And, you know, people weren't doing anything. Paramount wanted to push this out. And Tom Cruise was like, no, I will sit on this until it's, until, until it's the right time. And it's made over a billion dollars on its own without being a Marvel movie or James Cameron movie. Uh, by word of mouth, uh, you know, Maverick made so much money, and that's that's it felt organic. The the rise of of this film, uh, the action scenes are breathtaking. I wish you everyone could. could I wish people could uh, experience it in theaters if you haven't seen it yet. It it is a great uh, high octane ride. Um, it transfers very well to like a nice large uh, television as well. Uh, so, uh, so don't be discouraged if you didn't see it in theaters. That's completely fine. Uh, just go ahead and uh, just, ha- just make sure you have a nice, nice, beautiful TV to watch it on, because it is damn good. I, I, I don't feel the length of it. I think it's a damn near perfect blockbuster movie. It is so fun, great to watch. Uh, Tom Cruise again, just does it again. Uh, that son of a bitch. Uh, so that's uh, that's the number number four spot is. Top Gun Maverick. And now we're now we're leaving the danger zone and we're going into the top three here. My number three movie of the year is Pearl. Starring Mia Goth. And oh no, they're not giving the cast. Oh, there you go. Uh David uh uh Toddy Wright, Matthew Sunderland. Uh, Emma J- uh, Jensen Peru and uh, Alistair Swells. Uh, Pearl is a prequel. No, e- yes, it is a a prequel to the 2020, 2022 movie. Yes, they came out the same year. Uh, X that I uh, put in my honorable mentions. The uh, exploitation horror movie, uh, directed by Ty West and co-written. Uh, it was written by Ty West and co-written by Mia Goth. Um, I've 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 watched a couple of videos on it now, and people have kind of come to consensus. Consensus. Uh, you know what? I, I have to get a new nose. I think that's part of my problem. I can't breathe. Um, consensus that uh, this is a a twisted version of. Um, uh, the Wizard of Oz. And after kind of watching those things, uh, interviews and and uh, people reviewing the film, uh, yeah, it, I can see that's a very twisted version of it. It's fantastic. This this movie, where well, I really liked X. I thought X was a really good movie. Uh, it is again, it is exploit. It is a exploitative sex horror film. It is really interesting. It's not for everyone. Pearl, I think, is is more relatable. Than X, although X is also relatable, but you have to go through life, make it to fifty, sixty years old, for you can really appreciate it. I think from a existential uh, point of view and and all that kind of stuff. But Pearl follows is again a prequel to the the uh, killer from X. Uh, we, we we follow uh, Mia Goth uh, playing Pearl. She is living on a farm. With her mother and her father, who is, who is um, 
sick. He's either been paralyzed or he can't move on his own. He's basically a vegetable. They have to feed him and change him all the time. And Pearl only wants to be a star. She wants to be famous. She wants to be, you know, she wants to be like all the all the Hollywood starlets she sees on on, on the movie posters. It's it, it's heartbreaking. This movie is heartbreaking. It's hard to watch at some points. Uh, Mia Goth, my my God, she is so good in this movie. She she's a great actress overall, hundred percent. But it's just the pain that you feel in her voice when she does a couple of these monologues in this movies. And this movie is just it's top tier, man. Um, for her performance alone is the reason why it's so high. It is, oh man, uh, when she when when she when she um, receives some news on something, and just see that the disappointment, the the utter destruction of her whole life, it is insane to watch, man. Uh, Mia God gives such a strong performance. Uh, this like this naive young girl who can you know if you dream and you can believe it type of thing and to watch her world come crumbling down so fast it's it's it is a tough watch in that aspect but uh the 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 colors the the saturation of all the colors the way that it's shot some of the transitions the way that it feels like a you know old old time in movie on purpose it's supposed to give you those feels and then when we actually get to the the um the slasher horror stuff which is not that much in this movie it is definitely more i would say more of a uh, drama horror i guess but um when, when when those um it is very jarring to see those moments of of horror and death and violence in the in the movie and inside this um very uh like character piece type of movie is great um I am excited for the third film, which will which will be a sequel to X. Um, I, I think Pearl is so far the best out, out of out of the two movies so far. Pearl and X. I think Pearl is the one you uh, you definitely need to watch uh, before anything else. Pearl is so damn good, man. Mia God is great, and I'm glad that Ty West is looking to maybe this might be the franchise that breaks him out into maybe bigger projects and well known stuff. I would definitely like him to be on the same level as like James Wong. Um, I think he's a fantastic. Director, a lot of his stuff tends to be more, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Slow burn type of movie, which is fair. It, it is, but I think he he builds up dread and suspense so well that it is is well worth the, the wait to, to, to for the payoff in these movies. Um, so Pearl is my number number three movie of the year. Now, I'll be honest with you, I was very surprised that it made it to, to, to list as high as it did. I um, I did not expect that at all. I knew I was going to like it because of who was working on it, but I didn't think I loved it this much. I Just like Terrifier 2, I was very surprised. Like It's been a fantastic year for horror. So definitely check out Pearl, man. Uh, the, the less I say about the actual plot and, and, and the specific scenes that I, I kind of mentioned without you know going too in-depth about it, um it just watch it it's great um you know if she doesn't i i I don't know since the type of movie it is and i maybe i'm not the best judgment for this kind of stuff but if i think she should be nominated for 
for a friend Oscar for Best Actress of the Year. Her and Rebecca Hall, I think, should should duke it out for to see who gets it. I, I know that probably won't happen, but uh, I think those performances have been outstanding. Um, so, moving on to my to my top two movies here. My number two movie of 2022, our favorite, is Iago. Um, uh, it's everything, everywhere, all at once. E-E-A-A-O. Boy, oh boy, is this movie trippy. This movie is great. Uh, it deals with uh, Michelle Yeoh character, um, Evelyn Wong. She is in charge. Uh, she's uh, her family runs this uh, laundromat. They're heavily in debt. Their life is not probably where she wanted it to be. Very, you know, it's 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 a tough life. It's something she you know she was expecting to be, you know, rich or famous or be smart with money and all sort like other other stuff. Um, and uh, Michelle Yeoh does a phenomenal job. She's oh, she she's a legend in her own right, uh, not only in martial arts films but just as an actress as well. She's fantastic. Uh, the movie also stars uh, Stephanie Hasu, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, Ki Hong Yeon, Kwan Ki Han Kwan, I believe is how you pronounce that. James Hong, and a number a number of actors. Um, yeah. This movie, I know some people go like, I don't understand. It's a little weird, which is fair. It is. It is. It's out there. It deals with uh, multiverses, um, um, conscious, uh, using your consciousness to jump into someone else's body in another universe and to take over their body. It you know it deals with this ultimate evil. It deals with um, a lot of things, um, and I'm going to talk about some of those aspects because this is what i got out of the film and i haven't done a lot of research on this uh, i don't do a lot of like read interviews or read like what the director says or what they specifically were thinking because although that is what they're trying to portray ultimately what's on the screen and which what you can see and you can uh um decipher when your own is is the meaning of the movie and that's why some people can see the same movie and have completely different outcomes of it i think that's what makes uh, movies uh, so so beautiful um Everything, everything, everywhere, all at once deals with the idea that life is meaningless, that it doesn't mean anything. But where a lot of people would use that uh, and be very, uh, very cynical and very nihilistic in, in its approach, or like, you know, kind of like a Dan Harmon. Uh, like, oh, everything sucks, doesn't matter, uh, uh, life is terrible, I'm a miserable fat bastard, I, I make a lot of money, but I don't care. Um, the the idea, I believe, behind this movie is that that's the beauty of life, that it doesn't mean anything. The fact that life means nothing is great, because what you put into it is what you'll get out. When you When you love something... You're putting meaning into your life, whether it be for a moment, for a second, for a year, your entire life. You take that opportunity to fulfill that that feeling of nothingness with something. The, the purpose of life is nothing, so you can do whatever you want with it. However you want to live your life, that is that is how you find purpose. And that's a beautiful thing.
you know, and again, in, in this movie, love conquers all, but it's not in that cheesy way. It's in, it's, it's an emotion that everyone understands. They might not agree with it or know how to handle it or how to even define it per, per se, but then you know the feeling of love. You know the feeling of wanting to be loved, the, 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 the meaning of, you know, we'll get through it together. This is such a great movie. The, 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 the contrast of seeing uh, Evelyn Wong, which is who is the main character played by Michelle, Michelle, uh, Michelle Yeoh, and you know her interactions with the with the main uh, antagonists of the film and the dialogue that they have back and forth. It's it, it's a really hard hitting film when you when you think about it. it. Again, it's very simplistic. The way that they get there is very trippy. It's very out there. Great action scenes. Fucking weird. Great great stuff on screen um it's again it's funny it, it is it is pretty damn funny too um but there's a lot of those like heartfelt moments very real moments those very those moments that make you stop and kind of stop laughing for a second and kind of take it all in it's that and i i, I can't get over the fact that it, it it approaches uh nihilism in that way of you know the whole it's beautiful that it doesn't mean anything because now we make it what it is you know the everything bagel and and it might make hopefully after me speaking about it a little bit maybe the nothing uh the everything bagel makes a little more sense and and why it's portrayed the way it is in the movie uh, again how we get there is crazy so just check take my word for it and, and watch it and get there but man uh i love this movie uh it was great uh i had to shout out to my sister she um she's the one because i i did originally want to watch it um because uh, again um ki hong kwan i'm gonna hope i'm saying it right uh he hasn't been in a movie on screen anyways since uh the goonies he was in our uh oh boy what came out first yeah but uh, he was the uh the, the young kid in um uh temple of doom uh, Indiana Jones movie, and then in uh, he was Data in um, the Goonies, and he's been working behind the scenes and kind of stuff like that. But he has not had a on-screen role since the '80s, and he came back and he's a fantastic actor too. The uh, the the stuff that his character contributes is utterly fantastic. And I'm gonna stop talking for a second while I blow my nose. Sorry if you can hear me in the background. All right, um, but yeah, this this movie is is great. Um, I, I I again, it's not as simple as I'm saying it to be because again, it is a lot more nuanced when you kind of factor in your your um, viewpoints in life and all that kind of stuff. But I, I I it just it's great, man. I love it. Um, it's just you know what you put into it is what you get out of life. You know, you can be sad and depressed about, oh, not doing this, not being able to do that. But maybe instead of looking at the failures, look at the good memories that you got out of the failures. You know, you might not have been, uh, you know, a successful singer in a band, but you gotta be. You gotta admit though, some of those old gigs you did in in the basements of someone's house, or um, you know, chilling out in the parking lot doing a quick session and having those moments with, with your bandmates is kind of fucking awesome. 
you know, it might have, it might have, might not led to wealth and fame, but those are great memories that you're gonna take with you forever, and and you're really gonna cherish those moments. You know, it's those little things. It's putting a putting a spin on something that might be negative, you know, to a lot of other people, but you, when you take the positive out of it, it makes life so much better. You know, um, so yeah, this this movie um, was great. I loved it. Uh, everything about it worked. I, it was a little bit long. Um, you do feel <laughs> you do feel it a little bit, but I, I think there's I, they keep the pace moving on and a really good uh, and a good a good flow to it that it, it's not it's not it's not like sitting through the unrated Lord of the Rings films. This is uh, absolutely one of the best movies made of last year, in my opinion. And uh, going from that, before we get into my number one movie of the year, just a quick recap of my top ten. Number 10, Doctor Strange Into the Multiverse of Madness. Number 9, Bullet Train. Number 8, The Menu. Number 7, The Batman. Number 6, Resurrection. Number 5, Terrifier. Number 4, Top Gun Maverick. Number 3, Pearl. Number 2, Everything, Everywhere, all at once. So with that being said, it leading to my number one favorite movie of 2022 is The Northman. Robert Eggers' The Northman, starring Alexander Skarsgård, Nicole Kidman, uh, uh, Cleese Bang, Ethan Hawke, Anya Taylor-Joy. Um, this movie, man, I've, I put a smile on my face when I saw this in theaters. This uh, is this is what I want. I want this type of epic fantasy movie. It's you know it's it's a it, it's Norse mythology um, that is a fantasy film. It's like a darker, grittier version of Skyrim. If you know, just kind of give you an idea. Um, we the movie basically follows this young Viking um, who is the the prince. His father is murdered and his kingdom is taken from him. And the child runs and grows up to become a, a vicious berserker soldier warrior. Um, you know he's like six. I think I think I think Alexander's like six three, six four, built long, scruffy haired, just howls at the moon ready to kill everyone and anything he's one of the greatest soldiers you've ever seen warriors you ever see in in you know in in um in the um in the northlands this movie is shot so beautifully it like i said it it, it it's a it's a fantasy film a fantasy uh folk film it it takes uh, it, it feels like something that has been told from generations and generations of, of Vikings. Uh, you know, the story, you know, the story of uh Aiden Myth, you know, the you know, the 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 wrong prince that 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 seek to to find the killer of his of his father. It, this feels like like a major epic story that that they make songs to. The way that it's shot is so gorgeous. It is a I know people might say it's a little pretentious the way that it's shot. I don't think it is. I uh, Robert Eggers is really good at this like weird approach when it comes to making these type of films. You know, he did the uh, he did the, the the lighthouse, which was 
which is out there, uh, to say the least. And let me see if I can pull up his other uh, filmography real quick. Uh, the Vich, which I love The Vich. I know it's uh, being pretentious by, by pronouncing it that way, but I've loved a lot of pretty much everything he's made thus far. Uh, the Northman just it bl- it blew my mind watching it. Um, the 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 acting is it the acting in it the acting in it is all top notch. Ethan Hawke has a very small part in it. Um, yeah, every scene you see in the trailer, yeah, that's basically his time in the film. But he he could have easily just phoned it in, but he gave it his all. Nicole Kidman, same thing. She gave her her all. Anya Taylor-Joy is fantastic in this. Scar's Guard is amazing. Um, the action is brutal, and it's intense, and it, it has a purpose, and it's shot so beautifully. And the final fight, just, it is a heavy metal cover come to life. Two almost naked men with a sword and a shield fighting inside a volcano for their glory and honor. It's it, it was it's short but it's sweet and it is so gorgeous. It is so beautiful, man. It is oh my god, I love this movie so much. I can't even I, I can't I can't express to you how much this movie means to me. It is it's great. It is it is a great I, I and it sucks because I know it didn't do that well in theaters. It has great ratings for for what it's worth. I know I didn't talk about the other films, but for what it's worth, IMDb has it at 7.1 out of 10. Rotten Tomato is at 89%. Metacritic is at 82 out of 100%. You know, um, it's, again, without going to spoilers and going way crazy and dipped in, in depth over certain specific scenes that I really liked or or, you know, breaking, I could talk about this film, like, shot by shot, scene by scene, act by act, and just, you know, I could talk about it all day, uh, but just trust me when I say that this is a, a epic, a historical epic that needed to be seen in theaters, but with the technology, the way that it is, you have a nice big TV, it's going to look just as good, if not better, with the right settings put up, put in place, um, you know, I have, I have a big thing for Vikings as well, and being able to see something like this was great. The everything about it was beautiful. I love this movie with a passion, and I the fact that I the fact that if you go on YouTube, a lot of top ten lists are anywhere from five minutes to like twenty minutes, uh, just kind of touching on stuff. Uh, I I hope you understand now how much I love movies. Every year that I do one of these, and more specifically, being the fact that this is a solo episode over an hour of me talking about just 10 movies that I love without even touching too much on each of them, just kind of kind of going a little bit into them. You know, um, the, the Northman really sums up what I really love about movies. And I am very excited to see what he does next. He probably won't get the budget that he did for this because, again, being that it was probably considered a commercial flop, um... You know, it's a critical darling. People love it, and and the fans love it. But they sure didn't vote with their dollar, and that's why I hate people who talk about you know, oh, I love movies and all that kind of stuff. But you don't support these type of films. You don't support theaters like that. We really had to start voting with our dollar because we should have more more movies like The Northman, more like Everything Everywhere All at Once, uh, The Watcher, Terrifier, Resurrection, The Menu, stuff like that, than just Marvel movies, which I do love. I've had my problems, but 
uh, we need a new shift in 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 cinema. And again, the Northman I think is a great middle middle ground of great action, some some love story, but also that that uh, visual that different visual that you might get from a a um, a um, a foreign director or an, an indie or like a you know like a uh, indie type of director, and you would kind of infuse that artsy style into a this beautiful horrific world of just bleak, cold people who just see humans as objects. You know, it's it's great. The North, like I said, I get to, I can do a whole episode on just the Northman by itself. But just when I tell you it is one of the best movies of last year, trust me. Just uh, Robert Eggers is just a master of what he's done. And if you can do like two more great movies, like the like the The Vich or um, Lighthouse, and then Northman, he's gonna be one one of my favorite directors of all time. He's gonna be added to to, to that list as well. Um, I, I I adore this movie. Uh, the fact that it came out, I believe, came out in April, and it's been on my mind since then. And the fact that it, it has stayed on there, it has stayed that number one list. As soon as I watched this movie, I knew it was going to be my, my number one. And everything, everywhere all at once was close. But this one, it stuck with me the whole time. I love The Northman. Guys, just trust me when I say that this is a great movie. If you haven't watched it, please give it a, please give it a chance. Um, and again, if it's not your thing, that's fine. Just give it a chance. That's all I ask. If like the first, if like by the 30, 30, 40 minute mark, it's not your thing that I get it. That's fine. But just, just give it a shot. Give, give it a play. Give it a watch. Let, let the algorithm know that you at least watched it, that you, you, you gave it a chance. That's all I ask. So that, that's, that's my favorite movie of 2022 is the, the Northman. Uh, probably no no surprise to uh, certain people who who know me, but yeah, I really hope you guys give it a shot. Uh, so the last two the, the last two um, categories, I'll I'll just kind of breeze through those real quick. There's no really no real need to to touch on those at all, uh, especially the worst list. So my top five worst movies, no particular order of 2022, in my personal opinion, Uncharted. Man, this boring, cookie-cutter, bullshit action-adventure movie with terrible casting, terrible writing, terrible action, just terrible everything. You know, I, 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 I don't want... I know, I know it takes a lot to make a movie. I know there's a lot of movie magic that goes on, but it just feels like everyone kind of half-assed it in, 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 this pro, in this production. It sucks. And I, 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 you like what you like, but I still don't understand how Frank and Manny... And any kind of enjoyment on this movie. I, I hate this movie. <laughs> it's not good. Um, number two. Uh, Day Shift. With, with Jamie Foxx. I, I, I kind of actually don't mind this movie. It's fine. But it is not But it is not a good movie. Uh, pacing. The action. The, again, I'm not a huge Jamie Foxx fan. Jamie Foxx uh, fan. I feel like he just plays himself. A majority of the time. Which just kills the dialogue. And kills him with whatever kind of tension he has. But I like the idea of the the world you know they have different you know basically you work like you know day shift uh day uh, day shift evening shift night shift uh where you hunt vampires and you trade training their fangs and contracts for money um there there's a great action scene with these two um these two brothers two russian brothers they can have their own spin-off which i hope they do the world i would definitely want to see more from the world just 
with better better people and 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 better a better movie. So great potential, but Day Shift is still not a it's it's still one of the worst movies of last year. Uh, Texas Chainsaw, the Netflix film. Um, no one understands Leatherface. They don't understand Texas Chainsaw Massacre franchise. While I do love the series, the franchise as a whole, there even the bad films have some something worth watching. You know, um, Next Generation with um, uh, Mal Young, Matthew McConaughey going nuts is great. Um, te- the the remake of um, of Texas Chainsaw Massacre is actually not terrible. It's kind of decent with uh, Jessica Biel. Uh, done by Platinum Dunes was fine. Um, the Texas Chainsaw, the the beginning is just a gore, like you know, gore fest. But it was fine. You can find some some enjoyment. I really couldn't find too much enjoyment in this one, the 2022 version. Um, the story doesn't make any sense. It just it you know it just characters were unlikable. Some cool decent kills, nothing makes sense. It just kind of a, a terrible half-ass uh, horror film. We should be past this, but a cliche piece of crap. Uh, Hocus Pocus 2 is number four on the list. Um, the first one, again, is not great, but it's a cult classic. It's kind of becoming like a new Christmas story. It's starting to get, you know, you know, um, kind of like Jeff Goldblum says, you know, you, you sell it, 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 you sell it. You know, just kind of, you know, uh, corporate, uh, corporate America coming in and making it, you know this this thing. Uh, part two is terrible. Characters are not great. The the sisters don't feel quite the same. They try to do the same beats as they do in the first film, just not not nearly as good. A couple of decent moments. Uh, I do like the beginning flashback where they were like the the younger versions of the sisters. But overall, this movie was terrible. Definitely not made for me. Um, the first one even the first one isn't even really made for me. But I still liked it regardless. Uh, the second one is terrible. Uh, the last film is going to be Jurassic World Dominion. Uh, the trailer sold, I believe, sold it as something else. That you know, world, you know, dinosaurs were kind of reclaiming their top spot as uh, apex predators amongst humans and nature. But a lot of that stuff is not the biggest. The biggest threat that they propose, and it's in the trailer, and it's like in the first five ten minutes of the movie, um, these super genetic crickets that eat eat um um the the crops at a alarming rate destroying the ecosystem that's the biggest threat in a, in a movie about dinosaurs or at least the first half anyways um by the time they get the band back together i don't care it's poorly paced the action is fine dinosaurs are always great but just more stupid things pe- stupid people making stupid decisions especially after the last film uh, the last uh, the decision that one of the characters makes is utterly stupid. Um, I just feel like it didn't live up to the potential it had, unfortunately. So, uh, and the franchise as a whole, I or I guess the the Jurassic World franchise. I, I I like the first one enough, I guess. I like the second one, but this one was a failure in my opinion. So, um, that's my top five worst of twenty twenty two. Quickly. Uh, my top four shows of last year. It was actually kind of it was not difficult, but it was more. There's more shows, I and then, than I thought there were going to be. I thought I was going to have a problem even finding a couple of them, but uh, some stuff towards the end really, really came out here. So, one, two, three, four. All right. So technically top five. I'll, I'll say top five because um, I forgot. To, I forgot how to count. Um, again, no particular order. All of us are dead on Netflix. It. 
it doesn't reinvent the wheel for zombie um, movies or, or, or zombie TV shows, but I think it does it way better. And there are different things that it does to kind of innovate, I guess, and kind of put their own spin on zombies. And I th- thought it was fantastic. It was it, it's it's a long series, and since that it's like it's like ten episodes, eleven episodes, they're all like uh, an hour, if not a little over an hour long. But it, it, it keeps you interest, interested, it keeps you invested. And if you watch Korean films or TV shows, this is the type of film... Korea is not afraid to kill off characters and to, you know, um, you know someone's on, on a redemption arc. Nope, they're dead. Um, you know, they're, you know the, the parent gets reunited with the parents. Uh, the parent gets reunited with the kids. Dead. It, they, they, they pull no punches. So get prepared for that. But it is a fantastic show. I was really blown away at how well it was done, and the voice acting uh, for for the dub is actually pretty good too. Um, it's yeah, all of us are dead is fantastic, man. Uh, watch it if you love if you love zombie stuff or just looking for like a good drama. Uh, this is good. Um, coming in for the an- animation side, uh, Cyberpunk Edge Runner. I love Cyberpunk, the world, the the, the board game, the movies, the books. Um, you know, there's the general idea of cyberpunk, the, the video game, which has its problems, but I love it. Uh, this is based off the game. Uh, cyberpunk edge runner is beautiful. It is done by uh, studio trigger, a, uh, a, a, a Japanese anim- animated, uh, anime studio. Um, it is balls to the walnuts with fantastic music, great action, great, great characters, great, um, I think I think our understanding of humans and and why they do things, and you know the characters have a lot more depth than you would probably think. If you're looking for like a sci-fi or over the top, um, shoot 'em up, but really pretty intense um, a- anime type of style show. Watch this, uh, fantastic stuff. I I, I haven't seen uh. uh Arcane, the uh, the show that came out last year that everyone talked about. Unfortunately, I haven't watched it yet. But Edge Runner, I had to put it right up there with some of the best anime stuff you're gonna watch, animated stuff you're gonna watch in general. Um, number three is Welcome to to, to Rexham, the documentary following Ryan Reynolds and um, the uh, the gentleman from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, the guy that plays Mac. Uh, it's always. It's always sunny because uh, I want to at least get his name here. Uh, uh, you would have a name like that. Um, Rob M- uh, McKinley. McKinley. Uh, I'll just call him Mac. Sorry, man. Uh, no offense. I just can't pronounce your last name. Uh, Ryan Reynolds and Mac buy a a European soccer team in the Premier League. Uh, well, they're not in the Premier League anymore. Um, and they, uh, without going in too in depth about it and all that kind of stuff, it's it feels like a Ted Lasso movie come uh, Ted Ted Lasso so show come to life. It's very heartwarming. It's very cool. Uh, Rexham, uh, the Rexham soccer team uh, or football team, um, whichever you subscribe to. It's one of the oldest in in, in the UK history. Um, they've had a lot of success, you know, they've gone to the championships league and, you know, it's all that kind of stuff, but they're down and out and, you know, these millionaires come in and try to, you know, pump into it. They, they learn about the, the community and the people and why it's so important that, that this team stays around 
it's it is very heartfelt. It's very it's done very well. Ryan Reynolds, man, that man just doesn't turn off. If the, if there's a camera in there, he just he's on his Ryan Reynolds shit all the time. He's just he does not know how to turn it off when the cameras are on, for better or for worse, man. But it is cool to watch these guys um, kind of realize that they didn't buy a team. They're they're buying the heart of community. That this isn't just a team. This is the lifeblood of the community that they're in, and it's great. It, it's really good watch. It's on Hulu currently. You can watch all the episodes. Uh, it, the first season is out. Watch it. Um, Amazon original uh, Reacher. Uh, Reacher is based off of, uh, I believe, Tom Clancy books by the same name, Reacher. The books might have different titles, so correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, Tom Cruise did two movies, uh, Jack Reacher, uh, Jack Reacher Never Looked Back. Uh, both really good uh, movies. Uh, Tom Cruise does not look does is not does not look like the character that's described in the book. He has the attitude. This show, Reacher, takes the main character actually visualizes this six three blonde hair, you know, fucking built human being. Uh, is you know like uh, he's a uh, he's an MP or he was an MP in the military. He was really good at what he does. He's very he's very tactical. He's very smart. Is kind of has really bad social uh, social skills, but he's fantastic at what he does. This show is really good. It's it's a cool murder mystery, uh, a, a, a conspiracy um, kind of unfolding in front of us, and how it how all of this, how his brother, uh, how Jack Reacher's brother dying is tied into this small little town in 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 the south of I believe Kentucky. Uh, Great, greatly paced again. Amazon original. They put in, they put some money into it. Um, it. It's well paced. It is a lot of swearing, some some nudity, some some pretty graphic moments. But overall, it is a really good, uh, really good show. If you're looking for something in that genre of Tom Clancy stuff, uh, um, I know that um, another Amazon show that they did. Uh, there's like a Jack Ryan show. Um, I think I said it right. And then the one with um, Michael B. Jordan. Uh, this one I think is the the best out of that that Amazon kind of world that they're building. Um, and the last one is House of Dragon uh, from HBO. Um, I was not a fan of the original series of Game of Thrones. I've kind of documented that in other other episodes, so I won't go too in depth. But I was really I I really love this series. Um, I the fact that we're following one family instead of bouncing around between horrible horrible people and in every corner of of Westeros, we're just focusing on just the 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 house to, house of to, the house Targaryen, and you know uh, it's um, Matt's. Oh, the the whole the whole cast is can get it. The whole fucking cast is phenomenal in this show. Uh, but Matt Matt Smith's character, I really love because you just you don't know what he's gonna do next. You don't know what he's thinking. Like why is he doing what he's doing, and it just he, you just know no, he's so great to watch him unfold, you know. Um, yeah, I was very surprised, very shocked, and how much I actually enjoyed it from the first episode to, to the last episode. Um, I, I do prefer the the younger version of some of the characters, but there's a time jump and different actors, and I think even when they bring in new actors, they did it very well because you have to get readjusted to seeing their faces now and how they portray the character that we've kind of fallen in love with. 
Uh, I thought it, it found a really good balance and all that. And again, you have terrible people in the show. You just hate to hate, but they're really good at what they do. Um, it, it's again, it's a really intriguing story. It is, it is great to again be focusing on just one family and kind of watching all the drama play out. It's it's like it's like watching a reality show, but better. You know, watching all their family uh, family dirty laundry being aired out. It's it, it's great. The action when there is action, it's great. But I I definitely love the political aspect of it. The the dialogue, the way that you know the you know, type of shows where they uh, one up someone with a with a clever line or like a witty, uh, you know, uh, with witty banter, all that kind of stuff. It's it's great. I love it. Uh, so um, House House of Dragon, I think is is great. Um, is it House of the Dragon? Is it, okay, so it is House of the Dragon. Jesus, I don't know why I thought it was House of Dragon. Um, you can tell I didn't do do well in grammar school, uh, in my grammar English uh, English class. Um, but that's it, guys. That is my my list for 2022. My top ten best films, my top five worst films, and my top five favorite shows of last year. Um, I'm really excited to see what 2023 uh, has in store for us. And like I said, I will definitely try to get the other episodes, get Manny and Frank's episode in and, and get Gills as well. Uh, with that being said, guys, thank you for listening to another episode of Three News on a Sunday. Uh, we're 120. I think this one's going to be 125 episodes consecutively. Well, you know, a couple of months and weeks missed here and there, but consistently putting out over 100 episodes and still, I, I still think going strong is great. And Again, the the small, the very small, dedicated fans that keep listening week to week. I appreciate you. I really do. Um, will we ever be as big as uh, as other podcasts? Absolutely, we could be. You know, positive thinking. And I just let's say, I well, thank you all, guys, for for listening. So hopefully, you got some kind of entertainment out of it. You got some movies you can now watch because you never heard of, or maybe you didn't think were worth watching. Check them out, guys. Uh, thank again. Thank you for everything. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So until next time, have a good one, guys, and bye-bye.